Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So the match finished Nottingham Forest 2. Brentford, Brentford, Brighton three. Welcome to the therapy stream. Evening, all. Hope you are well, and welcome to Grumpy Old Reds. And a couple of us are grumpy, and a couple of us maybe not so much. I don't know what the mood is in the chat. We're going to find out, but we're here to discuss that performance yesterday, Nottingham Forest 2, Brighton 3, and what went wrong, and is this just turning into rinse and repeat? Hope you guys are well. Please make sure you've hit the like if you haven't already. As always, this will be uncensored. This will be straight talk and opinions. You guys know by now how we do this, so let's get into it. Uh, general hi to the panel. All well. I can't be asked to go around and do the usual individual stuff. Good, good, good to see you. Good to see you. I hope you all in the chat are well. Um, and yeah, there's there's a lot of talk, but let's let's try and start with the positive first. Let's try and start with the positive first. I mean, we started off well, boys, didn't we? That goal from Alanga, lovely cross in from Morgan Gibbs White. Three minutes in, Forest have scored the most goals in the first ten minutes or whatever it is. I think five in total now. But uh, how were you feeling when when the goal went in? Uh, let's let's kick off with you, Crypto. What are your thoughts on that goal? It was a it was a case for me of oh no, we've scored after a few minutes, and I knew <laughs> exactly what was coming. Um, you could just tell, couldn't you, that we were going to go straight into low block and try and try and defend the lead for for nearly ninety minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a good goal. I think the main positive out of yesterday for me would actually be Morgan Gibbs-White. I think um, MGW was was my man of the match for Forrest. He I had agree. a really good game. Um, Alanga played well as well. Um, you know, it was, yeah, it, it was a good goal. It, and it was a good cross, finally. Um, but it, for me, it set the game up. There was, there was two ways it could have gone. And this, this is what I don't really understand. So... We've scored the goal while we're attacking. So why do we then need to go to low block? 
because we've just scored a goal while we're attacking. We're in control of the game. Why do we suddenly need to go to low block and, and invite the pressure? And we've seen it so many times before. Um, and whether it's Cooper's decision, which I can only presume it is, I can only presume that Cooper drills into the players. If you go ahead, then you sit back and defend. Um, there's a possibility that it may be the players who decide to do that and actually fall back. But I'm guessing it's the the management who who advised him to do that. But yeah, I mean, on the goal, it was it was a good goal. You couldn't really ask for for a better start. Yeah, it was a good start, and then and it kind of just. I said on the live stream, I said it's like we've scored too early. It, it's like, oh shit, we scored. Now what? Do we go back into you know our comfort zone? Of I know you didn't think it was low block. We'll argue that in a bit, no doubt. But like, wh- why did you? What was it? Did you just talk, man. Just talk because I'm going to explode soon. So just talk. When the goal went in, I thought, here we go, five nil coming up. I didn't for one second. I never believe in this going too early business. You know, you're either good enough or you aren't. So I thought, here we go, five nil. And then five minutes later, I was thinking, why are we sitting back? These, this is a team that is ravaged with injury, not our team, their team, mm. ravaged with injury, not one in six games, on a poor run of form, confidence must be low. They've conceded in the first three minutes. Yeah. What a perfect time to really hammer home your advantage. And yeah. we, as far as I'm concerned, we simply didn't. We simply went and sat back. You say I don't say it was low block. It depends on how I describe low block, but we were definitely sitting back. There's no mm. doubt about it. I mean, a lot of people in the crowd were getting furious as their defenders or their goalkeeper were walking out with the ball virtually to the halfway line. And nobody was nobody was coming on to them. So all they had to do was flood our half and we couldn't get out. Every time we headed the ball out, of course, it went to one of their players. Every time we kicked the ball out, it went to one of their players. Why? Because we had nobody up front. It was quite shocking. Now, I've said for a long time that I believe we've got a really good squad, a squad that's easily capable of mid-table position. So either we're wrong and our squad and our players aren't as good as we think they are, Always a problem with the management of those players. That can be only two reasons. And for people that come around and say, it's the players, it's the players, my response would be, well, what's the point of having a manager then? Because when a team plays well, Cooper Masterclass, well done, absolutely brilliant. But when they don't play well, it's the players. It's the players. No, I, I, I've now made my mind up. I'm familiar with the belief that the reason we're not picking up the point we should is because of our negative football. I know that's not like, you know, mind-blowing revelation there, but I've tried, I've tried and tried. He keeps saying the right things, but I'm not seeing it on the pitch. What I'm seeing on the pitch is the same dull, negative football that we were playing previously, which I forgave because we didn't have the players. It's a lot harder to forgive it now because we do have the players to be better than we are. Mm. Do you know what, what do you think of what Andrew said? Do you agree with what he's saying, or do you take a couple of issues? <laughs> in, a, in a way, I just want to go back to the goal. Actually, I, I just love yeah. the dummy by Wood to <laughs> to, to let Alanga in for the goal. I just do you <laughs> think the cross was aimed at Wood, Dino? Do you think it was aimed at Alanga? I, I, I think it was probably aimed at Wood, wasn't it? Mm, he was in be. the middle. Alanga was sort of ghosting him behind, unmarked. I mean, Crypto and I were watching it together, and. Uh, we were we were screaming, weren't we? We were screaming all afternoon, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but you know, going back to the, minutes, wasn't it, Dino? 
yeah, 15 minutes yeah. till Wood touched the ball. We started off so brightly. It looked fantastic. And you thought, here we go. He sent him out now. He's they're going to really go for it. And then the goal, it was just the weirdest, the weirdest sit back, low block, whatever we want to call it, I've ever seen. You know, it's so early in the game. And we just kind of, I don't know, I think it, I think it is mentality. And I think that mentality has been drummed into a lot of the players that were here last season, from last from last season. You know, that mentality of we're, new, we're newbies in the Premier League. You know, we need to sort of change our style. Um, slightly disagree with Anne. You know, if with, I, I don't think I would have, I would have, I would have picked the same, same team sheet as Cooper did, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything I would have changed about that. Me too. But, yeah. and, and we started really, really well. But then, I don't know, I thought the players were poor almost to a man yesterday other than probably Anar, Alanga and MGW. I think they were really, really poor. The midfield were shocking. And I think that's what that's what killed us. They just ran through our midfield. Well, they didn't run through it. They passed around us. So, yeah. but no, listen, I, I can see, I can see, you know, you guys know that I'm not the biggest Cooper fan at all, but there's, there's a point where the players have to take some of the, shoulder some of the blame because they had poor games. That midfield three had to shock us for me. But that's Who? one win in nine. That's one win in nine, I believe. When do yeah. you start right. looking at the management? I look at the management anyway, and and you know I've been hypercritical of Cooper and the the tactics. But if you know one big change this season compared to last is we're now setting up in a four three three or a you know a, a slightly different form of sometimes a you know with and and when um, a bit later on in the game when MGW stepped into that tenny, you know that looked a lot better again, but. Back, back to the management and your comment there. One thing that I do struggle with with Cooper and the, and the backroom team is I still don't see an identity at Forest. I watched Tottenham and Villa. I know exactly how they're going to play. I watched Man United. I know exactly how they're going to play, but I, I just don't see an identity for us at the minute. I think most people would say we're a low block team. Yeah. If you ask yeah, other fans, you'd say Forest a low block team. That that is a, a style. The, <laughs> I, the identity is default back to low block, and it's it's pathetic can, to be honest. Can I just drop on to um, um, when we went behind and we went low block? I mean, for me, you say that. Yeah. It might be you said crypto that it might be me it might be the players but or I, I don't know if it was ant actually but at the end of the day cooper should have been screaming at him to get up if it wasn't cooper's decision yeah but he, he right, can it? i just can i just briefly interject there i said to, to joe who i was sitting next to not that joe another joe um joe 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 yeah mm. I said, why is Deserby was on virtually on the pitch for the I've gone. Yeah, just keep talking. I'm just adjusting something. Don't worry. Okay. Um Canarian backstage. Deserby was practically literally on the pitch. His shoes were practically on the pitch for the entire game. He never set foot in his own box at all. He was always outside, shouting, roaring, encouraging, bollocking, all those things that you see managers do. Now, every manager's got his own, own own style. So this is not a criticism per se, but it makes you wonder. Because I looked over at Steve Cooper and he was literally, hands in his pocket, like this. No emotion, hands in pocket. And maybe some players would respond to a little bit more animation on the sideline. Maybe some players need a bit of bollocking. Maybe they need to be told what to do occasionally. 
But there's none of that from Steve Cooper. As I say, different managers have different styles, but it just was very, very stark between the two managers. One looked young, dynamic, forceful. The other one looked kind of middle-aged, you know, not really bothered. That I was think, what it looked like. And I think that's an interesting point. Uh, I get what you're saying about the style. Ignore that for a second. If you take what you just said there and turn it into the question of did the players go into you know, deeper line or low block, whatever you want to call it, or did the manager tell them? I think that tells you a lot because if Cooper didn't want them playing lower and deeper, why wasn't he reading them the riot act from the sideline? Precisely. Yeah. That, that's that's, my, that's my point. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. If he was angry at the line, he should have been screaming for them to move that line up. Yeah. But he didn't at all. It was very bizarre watching the two, the difference between. I know which one I thought I wish was my manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't um, know. I'm not a professional footballer. I don't actually know how much difference that makes. But it's, you know, many, many years ago, we were in an FA Cup final against Tottenham Hotspur and it went to extra time. And one of the biggest, maybe only criticisms Brian Clough's ever had is that at half time, Terry Venables, God rest his soul, went on to all his players, and you could see him in the middle of the circle, geeing them up, pointing. Brian Clough never left his seat. And all, yeah, of, all of everybody saying, yeah. what, what's Cloughy doing? What's Cloughy doing? And we lost. Just saying. Yeah. Um, going to quickly say hi to Lemmy in just a second. We've got a few super chats, and I want to know what you guys are thinking in the chat. The comments are flying in. I'm trying my best to keep up with them. Um, easiest way, as always, if you've got something desperately important you want to get off your chat, uh, your, your chest check it in a super chat will bring it up sharky i think his feelings are quite clear with the 399 thank you so much cooper here is your bus fare i think that says uh everything that we need to know with where sharky hang on hang on we need more we need more money than that for cooper's bus fare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wales is quite far isn't it um and the hat says with the 499 thank you so much bro don't agree dino why didn't dominguez in in forest hut in first half not go past out, not go past out his own half. It was low block, matey. Simple as where's Polter? Um, Ez came on and he was lagging and then he just jumped back off. <laughs> he was like, I ain't doing it, I ain't doing it. But and um, I, I actually didn't say that it wasn't low block, I said it was okay. low block or whatever Ant called it. It's, we sat low after the goal, yeah. So I, I, I said, whether you want to call it low block or, or you know, yeah, whatever you want to call it. We sat deep, sitting back. Sitting back. Mm. I mean, there, yeah. there were times in the game where we had eight of our own players in our own box. Mm. So yeah. you can't get much lower than that. Yeah. Um, we got two pound from the lovely Brandon, who is I can confirm him and answer friends again. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for the two pounds. I love Coops, but I'm fed up. He doesn't have answers, says Brandon. Thank you so much, Brandon, for your super chat and the beautiful Nottingham now and then with a ten pounds. Instagram baby, thank you so much. Make sure you're following us on Insta exclamation mark Insta. Uh, Dave's doing such a great job for us on there. So if you've got Instagram, make sure you're following. I'm sure one of the mods will put the link in for you, or you can do it yourself. Exclamation mark Insta. Keep your comments coming in. Look, we've put a poll because there's a lot of talk. We'll come on to the whole Cooper debate in a minute because there's all newspaper rumors flying around and everything. Are you Cooper in, out, or on the fence? And currently, 32% of Cooper in, 38% of Cooper out, and 30% on 
are on the fence, which is quite interesting. It's quite interesting. Um, Lemmy, Lemmy, I needed you on tonight. That voice of reason. How are you, bro? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's been a, yeah, it's been a weekend for me. I've been, uh, sorry? It's been a few weeks since you were up in Scotland, mate. You got back, yeah. all right? Yeah, I've been back. I've been uh, away this weekend. I've had a, a weekend of culture. I've been down in London, down in the theatre, so. Uh, is that why you're growing that moustache yeah that's exactly yeah. I, I, I was sat oh. in the posh seat so I had to have something to kind of be <laughs> yeah. doing this so. did, you, did you borrow Ezra's trousers uh, I did but then uh, there were only really boxes on me so then I had to actually put trousers on so. I thought I thought you had a moustache to disguise I thought you had a moustache to disguise yourself when you're into the flesh pots of Soho I didn't realise it was culture <laughs> let me let, let's hear some voice of reason from you mate how, how are you feeling after the game what's your overarching impressions it's the same mold isn't it really it's every week it's just annoying we mm. like, it, it almost feels like that 2-0 win against aston villa is like years ago it's yeah. it, we're back into the same mold where there is never a comfortable game being a forest fan that felt so out of the blue going 2 0 up against Villa and thinking, I don't need to worry going into extra time. But it, and now we seem to be back into the same mold of, oh, we're now 1 0 up. Okay, that's it. We've scored our goal. Now we've got 80, 90 minutes to try and hold on to this lead. It's, it is infuriating to watch. It is any other team that we want to, especially when we've got the players that were brought in and we all aspire to try and push on up the league. Any team in the top 10 would go one nil up after three minutes and they'd immediately go on to try and score that second goal within the first 10 to try and really put the game to them and really pretty much put a stamp on it. We just don't do that at this forest. We always try and get that goal and then try and hang on. And yeah. that, that just has to change. It has to change if we want to try and move up. I, I can't That's my biggest them. complaint as well, actually. Saw Villa today against Tottenham and Villa went 2-1 up and they were still pushing. Still pushing. And I agree completely. I just, I, I can't I, see I, I any actually... way to progress. If we try and hang on against any team in this league, we've seen it, even against Luton, we've got a 2-0 lead and we're trying to hang on and we can't do it. We've got no chance if that's the way that we're going to play. We have to go for the jugular every time especially at home when we've got a goal and we've got that advantage we have to try and make it two and three and quit but we just don't and it's it is grating on me i actually sent uh wolfie a, a text message after about uh half an hour or so of the tottenham spurs a uh, tottenham villa game and i thought how come spurs have got a shitload of injuries to many of their players and yet they're still playing attacking football I'm actually jealous of Spurs. You know what I mean? That's how bad it's got. I'm looking at other teams now that play attacking football and I think I wish that was us. Before anybody says anything, I know Spurs lost in the end before anybody (laughs) says anything. We were were playing attacking football for three minutes. Yeah. And and then it all changed for no reason. I think think my frustration, Dino, coming to you on this is... You know, when we went 1-0 up and then we went into the low block and then let, let's just fast forward a second to the 3-1. I, I had this feeling in the back of my head, I bet we'll come out now and start attacking a little. And lo and behold, we did. And I mm. think that is part of it. I've got a lot of things I'm frustrated about, but it's part of my frustration is 
why it's clearly in the team that they can attack but why is it we only see it as a case of ah well we've blown the game now we might as well go and try and see what we can do why couldn't we have done that after the one nil i'm not saying go gun ho but why is it like one extreme to the other and i don't know if you agree with that or if that makes sense yeah i totally agree Totally agree. Whenever we've gone down before, even going back to Man City away when they went down to 10 men, you know, we had a real good go at them, didn't we? Second yeah. half. Yeah. Arsenal had a real good go at them. You know, these, these teams that we, but we, you're right. It takes us to go down one to do that. We look great. You know what? We look great when, we, when we're attacking. We look at a really good team. Yeah. But when we're defending, it's just, we're just, we're just as bad as, Burnley or Sheffield United when we're defending, and we make we make that just takes the skill away from the players. Now I, I tend to agree with that. And that's got to be down to the management, you know, initial um, briefing in the week. It's got to be. It's got to be in the mentality now, and he's kind of he's very slow to adapt. I think Cooper, you know, and he he was slow to move from the five back low block away when it obviously didn't work when we only won one away last season. You know, not just our channel, other channels as well in the forest community were calling out for, we need to do this, we need to do this. And he seems very late to the party. You know, substitution is too late, bad substitution. And then they changed it, going to a 4-3-3 or more attacking formation. A few months later, he changes it. So it's, it's really frustrating that you can't see things quickly and, you know, change things. It, it just drives me, drives me mad. Thanks, straight out of Nottingham. Thank you. I love that name, by the way, Strana. So creative. Yeah, it's so creative. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, Ben, you were saying something there. Yeah, I was saying it's only taken Cooper two years to, to change to an attacking formation that lasted three minutes. I think it's it's a bit of a joke. I mean, I, I'm presuming, as Dino just said, it's got to be the management drilling into them that if you go up, then you fall into a defensive formation. I think the only reason why we start playing attacking when we, we go down is just the, the natural thoughts of the players that they've got to try and win the game back. Um, but, you know, the whole formation went into low block yesterday. So I don't really think it's it's the players. It, it must be something to do with the way they're, they're set up. But it's just, it's negative. It's negative football. And we've said it quite a lot. And it's not, you know, we've got some really interesting players. We've got a Langer, et cetera some of the fastest players in the league. Morgan Gibbs-White was having a good game and they need to be attacking. Somebody said in the chat, do you think that the players enjoy playing low block? And, you know, I highly doubt yeah, it. let me bring that up. Because yeah. yeah. It must suck the life out of a crypto. It well, so, let me, now, let me give Sai the respect he deserves because, you know, Sai called us out on Friday and rightly so. And he's put two pounds. Thank you so much, Sai, for doing that. Do you think the players enjoy the low box? So go on, let's have a quick chat about this. So you've got yeah. he's got you've got Murillo starting. Murillo is like an attacking centre back now. Mm. He could start mm. volley, but he chooses to start Murillo. Murillo yesterday was pinging balls left and right up the pitch to the wingers. That's an attacking play style. So why are we sitting back back in a in a low block formation when and also just to say I know Sangare was dropped because he was ill, but then you put Danilo on, who's pretty much a cam. And at the start, he was he was playing almost like a number 10. He was through the middle. Um, so you've got really attacking players on the pitch, probably our most attacking players, and yet you're asking them to to sit back with the one goal lead with with 87 minutes to go. Yeah. Any any thoughts on that low block stuff? 
do the players enjoy it do you do you feel like how can i say this do you think the players i i think the players are still playing for him but are they buy i guess the question i'm asking are they buying into the philosophy and well if you look at the players we've got and as i agree with dino i i looked at that team sheet yesterday and i thought brilliant there's any, there's any really tie. I know Sangare was out, but that's through illness. Mm. Um, and, you know, we had Danilo come in, who's not a bad backup, you know, in that situation, especially if you're going to be more progressive. So I assume that we were going to be more progressive. And as everybody said, we were for the first five minutes. I don't think that our team's built to, to sit back. If you look at the kind of players we've got, I mean, Aynar certainly likes a run forward. Mm. Murillo certainly likes a run forward. Then you've Tough got, stuff. I think that, I think that like Bolly, Bolly and Felipe, I think that, yeah, I think they're quite happy to be defenders. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Um, Aurier like, if Aurier's playing, he likes to bomb down the wing. Toffolo likes to bomb down the wing. Then you've got the midfield. Yeah. Okay. Mangala's probably happy to sit there. Even Sangare, I think, is more of a progress. You know, I know he's supposed to be number six, but I think he's a progressive number six. Yeah, and then you've got either Danilo or Dominguez. Dominguez um, has a reputation of being a fantastic uh, presser, but he but that's from the front, not from the back. And yeah. then Danilo is obviously like a, a number eight, and he's quite happy to bomb forward. So, you know, we've got most of our players. I would say are progressive attacking style players. So I shouldn't think for one second they enjoy sitting back. And maybe that's why they crap at it. Our players have been asked to play much deeper than their natural positions, just generally. And I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, one was Freuler. Look how he plays for Switzerland. Yeah. A lot further forward yep. than he did. And another one's Mangala. If you watch him at, for Belgium, he's right up there. True. So, yeah, and he plays that. much deeper for Forest. It's just a, it's a bit of a weird one. I think I think you know um, we we have we are we are hindered up front. You know, Hudson Odoi has only just come back. Alanga, I thought had a, a pretty good game. MGW again, I think had a pretty good game. Although he does drive me mad at sometimes, but at the end of the day, he put his numbers in yesterday. You know, he got one goal, one assist. I'm not complaining at that. For me, that's man of the match. I'm always complaining about MGW's numbers. And I couldn't yesterday because he, he he filled his numbers in. Fine, great. But, the you know, the big problem is up front, we, we can't afford any injuries. We're going to have a tough run up to Christmas, guys. Really are going to have a tough run up to Christmas because of that striker problem. Dina, I'm sorry. That feels like an excuse because it goes yeah, back I, to I, what... I don't like that either. Yeah, if it goes back to what Chris says. Yeah, shit. We've got it's three one player though, is it? And we've got no, no cover. It is. It's not because we've got because Wood had a stinker no, yesterday. Well, shall we say one yeah. position then, Dino? One position. You can always uh, play a false no, nine. No, three positions up front. So we've got no. we, well three or four. So we've got MGW, who we've got no cover other than Aguilera for MGW if he plays a number ten. On the right hand side and the left hand side, we've got no cover. So if one of those two get injured, MGW has to go out. And then we've got Tyro now injured long term. So we've got two uh, best championship players, which we've always said. And you know, we do need to back these guys. I know I know what you're saying, and it, you can argue with me all day long, but we've got we've got we've got what we've got till Christmas, till New Year. Yeah, I am January. gonna argue with you, Dina. I am yeah, gonna I am argue with well. you. Because there's three injuries. This whole fiasco, this whole narrative that Forrest have injuries. Tywo's out, 
Felipe's out, well, but he trains, and Sangare was sick. The rest who were injured were there. Callum Hudson Odoi on the bench. I'm not had... talking about injuries. I'm not hold talking on. about injuries. Hold on, hold on. Then you, then your complaint needs to be the recruitment was wrong, which is something Crypto said weeks yeah. ago. And we kind of poo-pooed him. A fair play to you, Crypto, for calling it out. You said that we bought too many defenders and we should have bought more in the attack. And I think he's been kind of vindicated on this. I really I do. Think we all said that. I think we all said that, to be fair. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? We've yeah. only got like one quality striker and we've got yeah. two wingers. I mean, that's not enough, is it? It's like Mo it's like Mope playing up front all season, isn't it? You're not you're not gonna get you're not gonna get the output, are you? It's like everybody's second striker and but you're just not gonna get the output. Yeah, so we've right, got to clever. That's why you have to be clever and play with formations and, and try yeah, different players. Exactly that. Exactly that. And we might have to flex those formations to be very narrow up front with maybe two tens behind, you know, something but, like that. Right, or, or ten behind and maybe a langer and a doy up front. It's not perfect, I know. And we know that Alanga's not a striker. We know Odoi's not a striker. But we have no choice at the minute. We have nothing. And if we're relying, I'm sorry, if we're relying on those two forwards that turned up on Saturday till the new year, which we have to, unless we change the formation, we're going to struggle in games. But if you look yeah. at look at um, Brighton's backup striker, Jao Pedro, I mean... He, yeah, he was he about made, 30 million, wasn't he? Yeah, but our yeah. backup striker is Chris Wood, and he's just Mike, uh, you know done. absolutely abysmal. Yeah, but annoying that we scored two and we let in three. So there's obviously a problem in this match elsewhere, further down the pitch. Uh, uh, this is uh, can I, I'm sorry. This is why, this is really important. What Dino's just said: scoring is not our problem. It's letting goals in, stupid goals in. That's our mm. problem. And my belief is that. The team is built for attacking, and we're not attacking, we're defending, and we're not very yeah. good at it, obviously. You can see that by the results. So why are we playing attacking players in a defensive formation or using defensive tactics? Makes no sense. Our strength is going forward. So we just... don't do it often. You know, yesterday, yesterday, uh, was it yesterday? Go on, blimey. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yesterday. I felt, now you guys might have a different view of this because I was actually there and it's it slightly, you get a different feeling for it. I felt, and this is what I was so annoyed about, that every time we attacked, their defence was shocking, let me tell you. Brighton's defence mm. was shocking. And I felt every time we attacked, we, we looked like we had a chance of scoring. But we only attacked about three times in the old bloody game. That was the problem. The problem was we weren't attacking. Simple. It's fun. Go on, man. I was just, just going to say as well, uh, Chris Wood yesterday, um, you know, I think we counted how many times he touched the ball. I think it was six in the whole match. But what no, he was actually like doing is he was he was sitting behind the, the, the midfielders. He was sitting behind. He wasn't even getting into the other side of the box. There was a Chris time Wood where I think Morgan Gibbs-White was shooting and Chris Wood was outside the box behind him. Yeah, yeah, should have been in the six-yard box. Of course he was, yeah. because he's not a natural goal scorer. I've mentioned this, and I was proven correct yesterday. Anybody <laughs> could see it. Yeah, you have, and you're quite right, but he was bought as a striker. And if you've not got the pace, then you need the strength and the aerial ability, and he's got neither. And I've got to say, the one thing that really concerned me yesterday about Wood's performance was his lack of work rate. It was shocking. Yeah, you know, and and I want to get was screaming for him to come off at half time, and he didn't. 
Yeah. And we're, we're just like, Cooper, why don't you bring him off? He's had a shocking game. But then, to be fair to Cooper, he brought Origi on. <laughs> he was just as bad. How, can, how can you say he had no work rate when he got all the way back to give a penalty away? You're being very... <laughs> we'll come on to that. We'll come on to His that. I, mean, just, I want to bring the chat into this. So, Sci-Fi is saying Cooper is not the man. Cooper is not the manager. He is not the, the manager. Head. Start looking yeah. at the recruitment team. Okay, you can say that all you want. But Cooper was the one who insisted on Chris Wood. Cooper's the one who brought Chris Wood to the club. Cooper's the one who brought Shelby to the club. I can tell you that with a billion percent certainty, okay? The recruitment team, the players they have brought in are good enough. Cooper's the one who sent Dennis out on loan. Cooper's the one who sent Scarpa out on loan. Co Cooper, you know, he's a Go on, ben. Cooper's the one as well who says Chris Wood is part of the leadership team. Yes, what's he leading us in being yeah. as shit as possible because he's proud. Yeah, and why are all our leaders not on the pitch? Because Worrell's the captain, he's not on the pitch. Chris Wood is a backup striker. So our yeah. leadership teams are what? Are they Jesse Lingards again? They're just there with their pom poms on the sidelines. He's our main striker now, mate. He's our huh? main striker now. The other side of that as well is I, I don't want to talk about captains again, but. Morgan Gibbs-White is now our captain and he, he, we don't want to play low block because he's a progressive player. So why have we made him captain? You may as well make Lacadema's captain and say everybody... Because he's captain because he's, he's a favourite. Forget it. There's nothing yeah. tactical about MGW being captain. It's Cooper's favourite. He said that. He'll always be in the team, etc., etc. Yeah. Can we, can we try? Can we try? Like, can we try to avoid it? First of all, people blame the recruitment team. Have you seen our recruitment? It's been magnificent. Some of those players mm -hmm. we bought in, that squad is good enough. I ain't blaming the players for these results, right? That squad, that team is good enough. Not true. That's well, not, not true, Owen. Mean. Not oh. true. That is not true, Owen. Well, it, it kind of is, but it's not. It's it, not. He it was the was messenger. The director was the messenger. Cooper. It was forced through by him. I'm telling you this with a billion percent certainty. Unless you're going to give me some better sources than what we have, then I'm sorry. You can go national press all you want. Yeah. I'm telling you the billion percent certainty. Yeah. I don't care, yeah. I, I, I don't care who bought what player in. It's up to the manager to get the best, the best out of the players. That's a fair that, these, are, these, are all, these are all petty in, in comparison to what's actually happening at the club, and that is that we're losing games. Hmm. Yeah. I don't want people... I, how can I put this without offending anybody? I get fed up when people, and it happens with every club, start scaping, scapegoating one player. It's not, this is not all down to Chris Ward. We mm. can't just concentrate on Chris Ward. I know it's vital. I know if Tyro's right. I know yeah, all that. Fair point. You, you start blinding yourself to the other problems if you just say, yeah. it's all Wood's fault. It's all Wood's fault. Yes, no, it's not Wood's, not Wood's fault. fault. We scored no. two goals yesterday. That's not Wood's fault. Penalty yeah, might yeah. have been. We'll let me let me that. just bring in, <laughs> let me just bring in a couple of. I think this is really sad. Uh, this really breaks my heart to read. Mm. My boys, eight, six, and three have stopped watching games with me this season because uh, it's too boring. And you can't argue it, can you? You can't argue. I remember when I was trying to bring my boys into football into Forest back in the day. Yeah, when we were crap and they weren't interested in it. You know, all their other mates were freaking Liverpool Arsenal fans, etc. So that does worry me to hear that. Um, we're going to you know teach what? you. Following right, right, on from that, Wolfie, Wolfie, whatever your fucking name is these days. Um, <laughs> don't make me laugh. Following <laughs> on from that, it shows you how bad it is. 
because I I actually dread us being on the main match on telly because yeah I think everybody's going to see how shit and boring we are. I want to kind of hide us out of the way until we're good again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when I think, oh god, it's Forest versus Burn, no, Forest versus Brighton. It's like, oh god, we're going to embarrass ourselves. How boring we are, you know? And it's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, Lemmy, I want you to take this one on. So there'd been a lot of build up in the last couple of weeks about something. By the way, Emma, is my mic level okay now? Hopefully it's not blowing everyone's ears. Um, A lot of people saying Sangara is still not up to speed, not performing. What is he doing on the pitch? You know, on other channels, on socials, I've seen it all over the place. Um, TC saying Danilo wouldn't make a tackle yesterday. Am I going mad? Can't believe no one else is discussing it. I kind of want to talk about Danilo and his role in it yesterday, Joe. How, How did you think he was? Is he even fully fit? I mean, I'm probably, to be perfectly honest, I'm probably not the best person to kind of be asking this question to as I've not had a chance to watch the full 90 minutes back from yesterday. I've only really been able to kind of have a look at highlights and stuff. So, uh, but I I mean, the best place to kind of go from that is probably the last time I was on the show when we were disputing trying to replace out Dominguez for uh, Danilo. Yeah. And we're trying to say what kind of the what do they offer? And we were saying, right, bring Danilo in because he's an attacking minded player. He makes those runs. And we saw that at the back end of last season, scoring three goals in three games. And you you could see it. He'd win the ball in the middle of the pitch and he'd just run up. So that's what Danilo brings to the squad. And that's what you'd expect from him bringing. Unless he's told not to, Lemmy. Exactly. If he's told to do otherwise, then you obviously have to try and stick to that. But we saw the best out of him when he was doing that and making those progressive runs. Yeah. So if he's being replaced to do that instead of Sangare, who we kind of saw was doing a similar role, but Sangare, he, he's just a tall physical player, isn't he? When, when, he, when you know that there's someone around the ball around him, he's got gangly enough legs to kind of stick a foot at it, win mm. it, and then try and make a run. And that's why I think when we see Sangari at his best, he's going to be phenomenal because he's going to be able to do that defensive work, but also not be afraid to take a player on, make a run and then look for a pass. He might not have the pace that Danilo's got to break in behind the back line, but that's then an argument to say Danilo's not in a role to play in a middle three unless he's going to be trying to be playing more as a can. Yeah, but in, in general, boys, he was poor yesterday. And if he'd yeah, got but... at half time, I wouldn't have been upset to be honest. Go on, Dina. I said in the last stream the word consistency, and and we're suffering with a little bit of that at the minute. You know, poor consistency. They're all good players in the midfield. You know, any one of those four plus Yates as a five, they're all good players. But they're never all good players at the same time, are they? And they're not consistent enough. We've seen it with all of them. You know, we've seen Dominguez have great games, Mangala have great games, but they're just not consistent. Mangala doesn't seem consistent over 90 minutes. It can be brilliant first half and then he just fades. So consistency is a um, a big thing for me. And that's what... And Alex Ferguson once said, if you've got seven out of, ele- of your 11 players at the top of the game on the day, you're right, Ant. You yeah, Ferguson said it. If, you, if you've got seven out of eleven players that we can go along with, there's other. The old Man United <laughs> manager, the, the old United manager said, if you've got seven out of eleven on top of the game on the day, you'll beat anybody in the world. Yesterday, what we did, yeah, we but he had, talked shit anyway, didn't he? So we <laughs> we had like two players that were decent. You know what I mean? Two players that were good and one that was decent. I want to. Can I just um, go on? I was just going to say about Danilo, 
from what we saw last season, I think we all agree he certainly looks a class player. Mm. Um, I hate to be repetitive, but I think that in a more attacking team, he'd be playing better. The way we're playing at the moment, I don't think suits him. And, you, you know, you, you have to play a style that suits players or you have to have players that suit your style, one or the other. Because if you do what we're doing, which is, in my opinion, playing good players in a poor style, then you have trouble. Yeah. Do you remember when uh, when we had Chris Uton as our manager? And we had a well, set of players. The word. We've had the yeah. F word, now the C word. Yeah, okay. That was, that was, we had the players and they were playing really, really poorly, yeah? Mm. Sacked him. Steve, Steve Reed came in. Next game, all of a sudden, everybody going, fucking hell, the good players. Look yeah. at them play. Yeah. That there's, exactly. there's proof in the pudding, if you like. That, that's a cracking point. The same players flick the switch overnight. It's flick interesting. Um, crypto, I know you want to say on this, and I'm going to let you argue with Mark. Uh, Mark Zandinello struggled this season. That's why I would have started Yates yesterday. I know you got a bit to say on Yatesy, so let's transition into this Yates conversation, and then we'll see if everyone agrees with you or not. Go I never saw it. Crypto so angry than that Yates ever. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've gone frustration over 85 minutes and then Yates comes on and misses those two headers. Um, I, th I think he could have done a slightly better job. It was frustrating because if he just headed it downwards or a slight angle, it would have gone in and we would have drew, which I think was the, the least I was expecting out of the game. But I, I don't think Yates is a bad substitution. Um, I think as well that there's some games where he could possibly start uh, for, for teams that get wound up easily, for teams that get a lot of yellow cards, I think he could be a benefit there trying to trying to rough people up. I'm, I'm a bit different on Danilo because I don't think Danilo had that bad a game yesterday. Um, one of our goals kind of started when Danilo switched the ball. I can't remember who to. Um, but arguably, you could say that the play started from that. But in the, in the same in the same effect, he also kind of caused one of the goals when he when he lost the ball halfway up the pitch. So I think, you know, Danilo hasn't had consistent matches this season, so I don't think we can we can be too harsh on him. Um, and again, with Yates, you know, he's not he's not getting many minutes, so we can't be too harsh on him yesterday. But that header was a, was a joke. I was I was pretty much more annoyed with Yates than I was with Chris Wood that takes some... Bloody takes hell. Some yes, taking. you were. Um, but I was thinking earlier, I don't feel so sorry for that girl now who went round to uh, Shelby's house with Chris Wood because I'd rather watch Shelby's highlights than Chris Wood's. It's just crap. There's nothing, nothing we'll, come on to, we'll come on to Chris Wood. I just want to say a massive shout out to Muhammad. It was his birthday yesterday and he, he was at the game, I believe. Apologies you had to watch that. But massive happy birthday to you, Muhammad, from right. FFTV. And I'm sure all the chat. All the chat will send you some birthday messages now as well. Um, let's uh, Joe on on Yates. I'm gonna ask a controversial question. Yeah, what's he good at? Because I gotta I gotta yeah. have this debate, you know, third party with Mark here. But what, what's he good at? I know you're a fan of his, but what what is he good at? He's bloody good. Am I from Nottingham? I, I don't know. That's news to me. I didn't realize I was. Okay, okay. maybe you're not. Maybe you're not. <laughs> no, no. He's bloody I, good I at coming from Nottingham. The, the, the best thing that Yates, that, that's the best thing that he brings. He brings the, I think that's the one thing that I'd probably say for Yates and Wall. They have something that, no, regardless of any player that you buy in the transfer market, they can't have. And that's a passion for the club. 
you can't buy any player and they, you can buy anyone in the market and they might say, oh yeah, I, I know about the club's history. They won this and that, but they don't mm. like actually want Forest to win. They want, the, they want the team to win that they're playing for. They have no affinity for whatever the club does, if they're there or not. Um, so yeah, that's one thing. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, Lamy. I was going to say, oh, if, yeah. if Warrell wanted the club to win that much, then he'd resign. But I'm just, that, that's the question: is it, what what's what do they bring? And that's the that's the only thing that they bring, in my personal opinion. I, I would add, I would um, add one thing. I, I, I Work rate. Ryan Yates runs around. Mm. He runs Work around rate. a lot. I'll give him that. But that's it. He, he he will put his heart and soul into running up and down the pitch and trying his best. But he's not better than any other player at any other technical skill on the pit you can be as technical as you want though let me if you don't apply it and you don't work at it 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 doesn't work we've seen players like top players that should have reached the echelons of football that have fell by the wayside over the years because of the work rate and the lack of passion for the game so it does carry something i just wish some more of the players yesterday i mean i'll take aina and mgw has a lot of passion i'll give him that um but, you know, the passion I saw up front yesterday was shocker from those two strikers. And and the midfield were poor. And I just think if they would have had Yates' work rate, then we probably would have won that game. I mean, they let us back in yeah. it. Now, let's not forget, guys, when they went 2-1 up, it could have been full. It, they could have gone on easy and scored three yeah. or four because they were just passing around us like we were just, just, just couldn't get near them. I don't, I, I don't can know. I just say about Yatesy? Can I just say about Yatesy? First of all, Chocobock, thank you very much. He's pointed out he's actually from Lincoln. So, oh God. so that's uh, true. Yeah. That's one of his attributes gone then, by the way. I've always <laughs> said with Yatesy, I'm happy to have the guy in the squad. I have no problem. I think he can come on as a, as a, a substitute in certain games and perform a good task. I have no problems. I don't think he's one we should be worrying about, to, to be honest. But he's not a starter, by the way. He's not. No, I'm not saying that. I'm I'm genuinely asking the question, yeah, because I've just been looking through the chat and the messages here. The positives for Yates are passion and get stuck in, yeah. And as Carol Mm. said, she's got passion, and I'm not having a dig at Yates. I like him as an impact sub. I think he can produce some stuff at times, yeah. But there's there's a certain section of the fan base, and uh, you know I'll pick on Mark because me and Mark are mates. But Mark would would definitely start him, yeah. Mm. And would would anyone start Yates? Chats, yes or no? Would Yates get into that starting at eleven? Let me. You're shaking your head. No, no chance. I feel, and- especially playing three in the midfield, I feel like we've seen that our best three midfielders are what we've been starting with and we've tried to develop some kind of stability within Sangare, Mangala and Dominguez. If you have to actually swap one out because one's out with illness, then I'd say Danilo is then the next one that I'd be bringing in. Mm. I, I feel like that that's the one thing that we've probably got right so far this season is having stability in that midfield and playing the best three midfielders, which have been Sangare, Mangala and Dominguez. That's not a bad position for Yatesy to be in. A player of his quality, you know, whatever you think that is. I think if if we've got out those three with Danilo as the next man up, then obviously if we get an injury in that midfield and Danilo comes in, then Yates is the man on the bench to come off. I I think for a player of his his quality, I think that's 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 okay. I don't think he should have a complaint with that. 
Yeah, mm. when they bought him on, when they bought him on yesterday, they obviously bought him on because of the poor performance of one of the midfielders, and he did make an impact. Yes, he did miss, but he did make an impact, more of an impact than the other three did. So you know what, and you know somebody's what, put know. an impact sub, absolutely perfect. So yeah, Origi made a career what, out well, of that. I, Liverpool, I've, didn't they? Everybody's going on about that header. I've seen superstar strikers miss them kind of headers. Yeah. It's a bit. Listen, it's a bit uh, rough to say shit because you missed that header. It wasn't that bloody easy, you know. It was flying across. It was hard, and he got his head on yeah. it and punched it in the right direction. I'm mm-hmm. not criticising you know. him for the header because yeah, no, at the no, end no, of the day, he could have skied that, that off pretty wide. saying he should have scored. He yeah, should have yeah. scored. 50 he got PM. it on target. He made the kickback. The only thing he did slightly wrong is if he'd have headed it down, it'd have been a goal. Yeah. It was a really good height for the keeper, wasn't it? That was the only thing he did yeah. wrong. You've got yeah. to take your chances. I've seen, I've seen strikers, yeah. superstar strikers, head them over. Not even yeah, oh, exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, you got I it on target. That's all we can ask. You've been telling straight in the keeper either. If we'd have won four-one, and he'd have missed that header. Nobody would have mentioned it, would they? Let's be honest. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but the point, but the point here is that he's got a reputation, the whole fifty p piece head thing. Yeah. He got over it, it for a while, didn't he? He got over it for a while, so I scored a few headers. And then yeah, do you remember that late? Was again. it against Stoke? Was it against Stoke that he late? He scored a few, game? didn't he, over a yeah. short yeah, period he of games? A few. Yeah, because I used to call him 50p head. He used to drive me up, the, and then all of a sudden he started scoring a few headers, maybe three or four or something. And yeah, the one that have... out. was it was it Stoke chat? Was it that last minute? Was it Stoke in our promotional season? I think it was that last minute one. But the point is, he's got a reputation. So when he misses it, and then he missed the other one a minute later, where he did slice it wide. Yeah, literally two in a minute. Is that where you kind of boiled over crypto? No, yeah, I brought over the first one. I think I was <laughs> nearly. I can't. I can't. I can't repeat what he said. Honestly, I can't. No, yeah, I Even though they're all mostly adults in the chat, I can't repeat it. Yeah, we'll wait to the, the language I've never heard before. Three a.m. Yeah, it's a good job Dino didn't have a TV on the wall and had his uh, projector instead, because I probably would have threw my pint of blood <laughs> wine through it. <laughs> I'm glad you, you don't pay four nine quid. Nobody watch it. Sat next to me, I might have been in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just very quickly, there's like I think 350 of you guys in here. Thank you for tuning in. We've got 77 likes and. Make sure you've hit that like button if you haven't already. Do appreciate it. And also, I just want to say a massive thank you to you guys for getting us over that 15k line and then flying straight past it. Thank you guys so much. This community, honestly, is nothing without you guys. And the fact that you're chilling here on a Sunday night is absolutely amazing. So we do appreciate it. Was it was it both Stoke and Sheffield United? I it looks like it. Yeah. It was Sheffield United. It was. And they're both red and white stripes. Um, okay. I'm gonna get on to Chris Good now. I'm gonna get on to Chris Good. I'm sorry guys. Um if there are any kids in the room, it's time to put them to bed. So you've been pre-warned in the chat now. I am sick and tired of that pile of shit playing up front for us i don't I'm care just gonna, i'm just gonna duck out for two minutes i'm just gonna duck out for two minutes all right you don't want to hear the swearing i'm okay. fed up with, i'm fed up with talking it's a waste of time talking about chris ward so i'll I'm be sorry. back I'm, i'll still be here all right i'm, I'm just no, gonna get it off my chest uh, okay okay all right <laughs> um i i am sick and tired of his lack of mobility his lack of pace his lack of pretty much everything, including scoring goals against it's against the crappy teams, right? I, I, I am at the stage now when when he gave that penalty away yesterday, I, I just wanted him to be sent off. I would have preferred us with ten men. I honestly, genuinely would have preferred him to have got sent off because then he couldn't play in the next game. Now I know the problem is 
we haven't got. I mean, Origi is probably just as bad, and we'll talk about him in a minute. He could be worse, actually. Yeah, at least Chris Wood, to be fair to him, has scored against the crappy championship teams that we played this season. But we've got just such a problem now with strikers, but we're still scoring goals. It's it's just weird. What do we do? Would anyone here play a false nine now? And who, if you would, who would be the false nine? Because I can't I can't envisage this this style that uh, Cooper's playing where it's counter-attack football, where you do need pace, where you do need strength, like we got with Taiwo. You can't play that style with Chris Wood there. We said it last week. If you're going to play Chris Wood, you have to try and set up to his strengths. And his strengths are not pacey counter-attacking football. But I'm just done with him. I'm done with him. I don't think if he's got a hat-trick against Everton, he would change my mind, to be honest. I'm, I'm crypto, done with him. Crypto wants Yates as a target, man. I think, you know, I think there's got to be until we can get a striker in, if we get a striker in, in January, it's not guaranteed, you know, I mean, Simon Jones popped over yesterday and he, he said the same thing. It's not that easy getting a good striker. Everybody's after him. But, you know, for me, I think I've said it before. You've got to move a langer in, in a bit and a doy now is back in a bit an MGW in the middle is that false nine, almost like they're inside forwards rather than wingers or mm. strikers. I don't think we've got a choice. You know, um, if, if Wood's going to play like that again, then we may as well play with 10 men. And me and Crypto were discussing this yesterday. You know, it was light having 10 men. We were, you we were this a lot night. yesterday, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. We shattered a lot. Um it was um, like say we were counting his touches, and there was like in the first half there was like six touches. Two, one went out of play, header. Two went yeah, to the opposition, yeah. and it's like you know what what, and he's no chasing. It's nothing. It's just like jogging around. I don't know. It frustrated yeah. me yesterday. But at the end of the day, he's a Forest player and Origi is, and we have no one else. So if he's going to play him up front, we've got to back him. We've got to back him. Yesterday I'm he brought. He brought, no, he brought nothing to the game. He, he obviously he couldn't he couldn't score. Um, a few people argue that some strikers are there to hold up the ball. Well, he, he didn't do that either. Can't do that. Um, he had no vision. He was out of position. He's too slow. He came back to defend, and he and he basically made us concede a goal. So yesterday has got to be one of his worst performances in in a Forest shirt, I think. Um, and that's that's being nice. I mean, personally, what I would do probably in in desperation is cancel Huang's loan and bring Huang back because at least he was scoring in pre-season. I just don't see I don't see our strikers getting us any goals. Um, I don't think Origi will be as bad as Chris Wood. I think Origi's got a bit more pace, but yeah, he didn't he didn't look great either. Um, but does yeah. he look like he cares, Crypto? Does Origi look like he gives a shit? He's just picking up a paycheck, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. I have, I have no idea if he cares or not. I hope I hope he cares. Um, and I would hope as well that Chris Wood cares as a member of the leadership team. But the the effort that they put in yesterday for me was was not good enough. And I, I agree with Ant that we can't blame just one player for the reason that we lost. Um, I, I more so blame the, the tactics after we went one nil up. But you know, it was it was not a good performance from Chris Wood. And if he plays like that. Every game, it's going to be uh, a bad few months. Yeah. Let me just do a couple of super chats quickly. Sorry, Ant. 
Um, yeah, no, no. Simon F with another two pounds. Thank you so much, bro. Love FFTV voice opinion and don't get blocks, bro. You can say what you want, obviously within reason. Yeah, not yeah. get blocked. Yeah, anyway, just don't call Ant fat. <laughs> Why is that called fat? I'm not fat. I don't know. He's not fat, by the way. I just don't, just don't call him. <laughs> you can call me fat if you want. I, I noticed that I noticed that Deserby had been on his uh, treadmill by the looks of it yesterday. <laughs> I was a bit jealous. I might have to get back on my treadmill. Months. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And then th this comment, this comment just stands out to me like a sore thumb. I 1 million percent agree yeah. with you, Mark. One that would be my first option before changing formation to bring one of these lads in. And he needs to get him on the bench at least, very least, the next game. Very least. Oh, I think it's a cracking uh, point. There's a cracking point. Look at Ferguson. What have we got to lose? What have we got to lose by putting him on the bench at least? Isn't Cooper yeah. meant to be this, this manager or coach that develops young players? Well, let's see these players come through then. I, I, it's worth a shot for me. It is worth a shot. It is worth a shot because it was like 10 players yesterday when both strike, when, you know, when Wood went off and Origi came on, it was just like playing with 10 all day long. So yeah, I mean, these lads are going to be hungry, aren't they? Never mm. going to have an opportunity like this to get a game and cement the place. So apparently yeah, still on loan, but I'm talking for me personally, I'm talking about more about a song who I think looks like he's got some talent. But, yeah. yeah. He, Taylor is out on loan, you're right, uh Harvey. Uh, Tony, this is Dennis. Yeah, I mean it irks me still that Dennis, and I know there's a lot of people that don't like Dennis, but at the end of the day, he's better than what we've got up front for me. hundred percent I mean he's got finish on him, Dennis. And because he fell out with Cooper, whatever happened, I don't know, but it's not good enough. He's got to put the club first before personal stuff. Lemmy, would you bring him Sending them out like that and sending... Um, I know we go on about it. I know we bang on about it and it gets boring, but sending the attacking players out when we knew we were short is, is a ridiculous decision, whoever's made it. Yeah. Lemmy, would you, would you look at a song maybe coming in? Sorry? Would you look at, say, a song coming in being upgraded up into the first team? Or do you think it's too big a jump? I mean, it's a hell of a jump, but it's got to be worth a risk rather than just putting in someone who you know is not really going to contribute much, but you're just putting him in there to kind of make up the numbers and justify the reason that we've signed him for 15 million in the summer. I feel like that's half of the reason why he's getting picked because it's especially that transfer fee that's lingering over him. And we signed him as a crisis signing back in January and then played him for three games and then he didn't play again. And then all of a sudden we've triggered the automatic signature in the summer. It, it felt like it, we almost, it, it, it's like buyer's remorse. We've got him and now all of a sudden we've got him and we feel like we have to use him. Otherwise it's a justified waste of 15 million. So hmm. I feel like that's the mm -hmm. reason why he is getting so much game time but if we bring someone else in or try and bring someone up the ranks but realistically we have to focus on that and that has to be priority number one and two and three in the summer for me even Origi was a last minute thing because he was there when uh, me and Acid Burnout were at the um, see Sangari on that last transfer night he, he was there he was there that Mark. can Origi. I respond to this for Mark yeah I have a photo team yesterday with Brian Laws <laughs> And then Gemmo came on the other side, so they were either side of me. Now I wear my big quilted coat when I'm at the match, so I right, might look right. a bit, bit bigger, yeah. bit bigger. Oh, but after we had the photo, Gemmo turned to me and said, "Oh, I saw it, so I look slimmer." <laughs> That's you cheeky bastard. 
Oh. Okay. Um, let's move this forward and let's talk about Cooper. And I don't really give a shit who I upset because there are reports that came out pretty much at full time yesterday. I think it's from the Daily Mail. I mean, you take that with what you want. But usually there is some kind of smoke without fire. Now, what I'll say is I've not heard anything myself about any pressure on the job or anything like that. But it is going to start to ramp up. And, you know, one win in nine. The tactics for me after we went one nil up were pathetic. I I put that on the management. We and what I will say is for anyone who's like, oh, you're gonna anti Cooper this, anti Cooper that. Go back and watch our stream after Villa. Go back and watch the stream after West Ham when we lost. We didn't put the blame on Cooper on those. For me personally, on yesterday, I put it on management. I'll include Cooper at the head of it. He always says the buck stops with him, but I'll, I'll include his freaking assistants. What is Tate doing? What are the two reads doing? What's Stephen Reed doing? Has Stephen Reed come back and impacted this team in any shape or form? Is he in the position to impact this team in any shape or form? You know, what's going on with the management structure there? But the pressure is clearly ramped up. The reports are saying that Maranakis and Cooper's relationship are strained. Uh, we know that to be true from a while back. Um, I think a lot of people were commenting on it. Was it after the uh, Arsenal match or the Palace match? when they looked like there was a bit of tension and what have you. But where, where, where are you guys thinking now on where Cooper currently is? Is he under pressure? Uh, let's kick this off with... Who wants to kick it off? I'll leave it open. I can't remember who hasn't started. Go on, Ant. Of course he's under pressure. He's a Premier League manager. Every Premier League manager is under pressure. Um, I think that... I, I, I honestly can't see this going on for too much longer. This... This is not me saying Cooper out, Cooper in or anything. I'm just stating what I believe. I can't believe that this can be allowed to carry on for a lot longer. Mr. Marinakis has put an awful lot of money in. He's bought an awful lot of good players. He himself wants to see attractive football, which is a great bonus for us as fans. Not only we're we not playing attractive football, but we're losing games as well. That's a recipe for the sack, whichever mm. way you look at it. Now, there's obviously always love for Steve Cooper. I understand that. I understand why I love Steve Cooper. He'll always be a legend in my eyes, no matter what. Mm. It doesn't mean I want him to stay, but you know, from what he's done in the past, but the past is the past. So, yeah, of course he's under pressure. And the, day, the games don't get any easier. You know, we, we looked at this set of games and thought, oh, points, points, points. Well, that hasn't worked out, has it? Look at, the, look at our home record. And that's the other thing. Once managers start getting the home record to be not so good, that's when the pressure really comes. You can get away with it a little bit with away performances, but home performances have to be good in that case. And look at our home record this season. How many points we've dropped against what we would consider to be inferior teams. So I think, yeah, I think he's under pressure. Everton next is a really interesting one, but you know we will discuss that at the time. But mm. if 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 he was to, if we were to lose that, then it starts to get really serious, really serious. And I don't think Mr. Maranakis will want that. But obviously, he's got to decide who he wants next, and that's where another problem arises. Who's out there? Everybody mentions Lopetegui and, and Potter. Maybe. Yeah, but I don't believe that, and I'd, I'd spread this out to all Premier League clubs. Uh, well, let me put it this way. You would be stupid as a Premier League club if you don't have a shortlist to hand in your black book. Because you could lose a manager because you've got bad form 
and he needs to go. You could lose a manager because he's so good that someone wants to snipe him into another club. This can happen at any point in the season. A manager isn't under, you know, the transfer could get window. Knocked over by a boss. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. God forbid a manager could die, as yeah, you God say. God forbid. Yeah. I mean, not. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But, but the point is, is like this whole thing of Maranakis doesn't have a shortlist. I don't buy it. I think he's got a favorite, a second favorite, a third. I'd say there's even five on his list. I think for me personally, Maranakis is more worried about the reaction of the fan base than uh, keeping Cooper. I personally think he would have got rid of him a while back. And I think what you just said there, and about the home form, if that starts to go, then he is in serious trouble. Um, Dina, you were nodding away on that one. Yeah, I was agreeing, really. I mean, it's a results game at the end of the day, isn't it? Mm. Being a football manager and the results aren't good. It's like being a striker and not scoring it. You know, you get, you're going to get dropped and it's the same in football management, especially at the, you know, one of the top leagues in the world, without a doubt. On the flip side, is there's definitely a split, you know, and a lot of people blame us for part of our sort of Cooper out last season. Most of the channel, not, not all of us on, on the channel were, but... There's definitely a split and there's a lot of people that love Cooper. And I agree with that. I know why, because of what he did after 23 long, long years, right? But like I also said, you know, you're only as good as your last game almost. You're only as good as your last season. It's the same in any walk of life. You mm. just can't live off old things forever. But at the end of the day, there might be a problem incoming here for the owner, for the for the fan base, because if he does get rid of Cooper soon and a new manager comes in, he's got to learn all those players. Plus, we've got no strike force in terms of those front three, four. We've got mm. we've not got much up front. So what's a new manager going to walk into? You know, surely, surely it's better to give Cooper till the new year to see how he performs because he knows the squad, he knows what he's got, he knows what he's not got. And then if he's if he's still not performing then, then a new manager can bring a new striker in or new wingers as well. He's, yeah. he's, he's not back up there. What I'm trying to say is I'm not a huge fan of it. You know, you know me. I'm not a huge fan of his. But why did you get the tattoo then? <laughs> <laughs> but listen, what'll happen with the fan base is the the the, the Cooper in at whatever cost people. Uh, fans, supporters, which they're entitled to, by the way, will be waiting for the new manager to fail. And if he comes in and there's there's a the weakness up front that we've got, then it, you know, it's highly likely he, he won't get many more better results than Cooper will. So I would stick for now, personally. Okay, um, Matt, apologies. I was waiting for a break in the conversation to bring this up. Yeah, I'll I'll pay. I'll I'll refund your donation and I'll switch it. I know Ings has been crap for you guys. But trust me, you don't want to go down that wood path, mate. Trust me on that one. Apologies, it took a little while to get it up um, on there. Joe, you kind of, where are you on this whole Cooper in, Cooper out thing? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I fully agree, Dino. I think, especially with the issues that we've got with injuries, and we know that we've got to make changes in terms of bringing new players in in the January transfer window. I think that is... Cooper's benchmark now. He's got to prove himself now, I feel, to make sure that he's going to be able to... He's had half a season at this point, to, or is almost even a season and a half for a large majority of the players, to get them together, build the team that he wants to build, 
he survived relegation. He's now been able to really expand on the players that he's brought in and build a team that is worthy of easily staying in the Premier League. We have had a couple of injuries, so that's where we've got to strengthen again in the January transfer window. But now is his time, especially with some of the runner fixtures that we've got. He has to show that he's going to be able to get something out of these lads. Um, I, I know that we are, um, again, probably more on the Cooper out part, but I was pretty, mo- pretty much devoutly Cooper in most of last season. Uh, mm. And that was looking through the rose-tinted spectacles of what he'd managed to do for us, which I've not seen in my entire lifetime. So mm. I had a lot of love and respect for him. But I, I, you have to start taking that off and looking at it objectively because I feel like people who are devoutly Cooper in, they'll take the result against Aston Villa and they'll kind of run it and rub it in everyone else's faces and say, look, look, look what we've had now that we've had Cooper in. And then they'll ignore the next five or six results. They'll say, oh, we, yeah, we were playing away to West Ham, so you can't expect to do anything there. Oh, we're playing against Brighton, they're playing in Europe, so, you know, you shouldn't expect to beat them. I don't care. We're, we're trying to move up in the Premier League. We should be at least getting points from these games and looking, like, comfortable enough to be able to win in these games, and we just don't. We never look comfortable in any game. And there has to be some changes. We've made changes to the players. We've brought in a brand new squad, brand brand new two or three squads, for God's sake, to be able to make up those upgrades. We've made changes to the staff. There's pretty much only one spot left that we've not made changes to, and we're sticking by him. And we all want we all want him to do as well as he can do. No one wants him to fail, so we can get rid of him. If Steve Cooper was able to propel us up that league. Yeah, we'd all be absolutely overjoyed for him because of what he's been able to do for us. But I just can't see it. If I could mm. see it, I'd be behind him, but I just don't see it. And it's really sad. That's really well said. That is, that's that's hit the nail on the head. I love having Joe on, man. It's mm. just so articulated. In like, it's, it's hard to, to and, you know, it's that forties look he's got going on. <laughs> <laughs> can I just respond? Can I just respond to the we're in fourteenth? You know, for God's sake, what do you expect? Blah blah blah. Right, yeah. I'm a Forest fan. I expect with the squad we've got to be at least mid table, and 11th. if we're not absolutely thrown away results by playing shit football at times, then we would have been at least mid table. Uh, being fourteenth, we've got the three worst teams to ever come out of the championship. So there's three places. We've got Everton who've been deducted ten points. There's another place. So take those away. We might not be 14th. And we're 14th, but we're getting closer and closer to 15th and 16th and 17th. Well, it doesn't matter. We're only stop three or four points. And, and stop comparing this season with last season. Last season, oh, it was okay. stay up at all costs. This season, it's make progress. We're honestly, guys, we're not making progress. We're all with the squad. We're not with the results. And we're not with the style of play. It's got to change. I we're think. Forest, for God's sake. Remember who we are. We're not yeah. Brentford. We're not Palace. We're not even Brighton. We're bigger clubs than all of those. So we should be doing yeah. better than we're not. I think this is, I mean, TC says this so eloquently as well. The thing is, you say teams like Luton, mate, they are one win slash three points. They shouldn't, off be. Exactly. they shouldn't be. Exactly. I've just got a couple of super chats here. Then, um, Crypto, I want to get your thoughts on it. Shaq, you the two pounds, 38 points last year. 13 points this year. I don't even, no I don't even understand that. <laughs> I don't even huh? understand that, Sharky. I don't understand that. 
13 yeah, points last year. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I don't get the points thing. Because I think we've what got you're saying, I think at the moment we're tracking at a point a game. One point a game. Yeah. Gotcha. 38 right, games, gotcha. 38 points last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. 13 games, 13 points this year. So there's no right. progress. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and this is an interesting one, isn't it? Because a lot of people, I've heard all season so far, oh, when we went to the Emirates, we held five. We only lost 2-1 this season. So that's progress. When we went to Man U, we lost whatever. It was only 3-2 this time. I wonder what the excuses will be on this Brighton one. This is an interesting one, isn't it? Because what was the reverse fixture mm-hmm. last year? We won 3-1. So that yeah, excuse is very, very quiet. Um, gotcha. Just let me bring in a couple more comments as well. David says, back to the bad old days where we go through managers. Again, I'm for Coops, but we got to get a good striker and defend better. Sucker oh. uh, set pieces. The only thing I would argue back with that is two points. The bad old days of the managers, I fully agree. They were like it was like a revolving door. However, the the difference of recruiting a manager from the championship when you're a championship club to the Premier League, the attraction is night and day. So the quality of the manager you can attract in the Premier League, even if you're a shitty Sheffield United, is better than something you could attract in the championship. And you could argue the revolving door in the end led to Cooper. Had you got, were you guys saying with Hewton, oh, just stick it out and see what would happen and so on? If Hewton hadn't been sacked, we wouldn't have ended up with Cooper and would still be in the championship. So you can look at it one way or the other, in my opinion. Can I just add to that as well? Because you're quite right Mm. what you're saying as well. So, which of those managers that we got that we sacked are we saying we shouldn't have sacked? I mean, I often hear this, oh, look at Forest. They did the right thing last season. They stuck with their manager. Absolutely. But sticking with the wrong manager doesn't mean you're going to be successful. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh we mm. don't want to go back to sacking managers, so we'll stick with this manager no matter how bad it is. Like, let's take Hewton. Should we not have sacked Hewton then because we don't want this revolving door? Mm. Sometimes you have to change the manager for the benefit yeah. of the club. Can I just mention something that's a little bit off topic, but I do, did want to mention it. We've got to it's stop about giving your penile stupid... again, is it? We've got to stop giving away stupid free kicks. Oh, my God. That's going to be the bane of us this season. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. All right. That, I'll, was, my, get... that was my... Okay, that was my cling film. Gonna, that's going to derail us, dude. That will derail us. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. That's, um, um, right, I want to hear what Crypto's got to say on the situation. So, the, I think the thing that annoys me the most about Cooper is his post-match interviews. Uh, the one that tipped me over the edge was where he blamed Bolly for the jet lag. But yesterday, mm. blaming the penalty, for me, is a is a mute point because we had a very similar penalty at the other end. So if you take away the penalties, we would have still lost 2-1. I think it's just, it's just a crap excuse. For me, if he doesn't learn from this and change really quickly, then I think he could be gone quite soon. The next time we go 1-0 up, he needs to he needs to go and try and get two and three three goals in that game because if we go one nil up again and lose, I think Marinakis would be would be seriously annoyed. Um, I mean, for me, we should beat Everton. It's a, it's a home match, isn't it? So on paper, we should beat Everton at home. Who knows what will happen if if we lose that? If it's a hammering, I can I can see him going to be honest. Um, but he's always going to have an excuse. I, I was waiting for him in his press conference yesterday to to use excuses like you know the striker situation, etc. He didn't. Instead, he blamed the penalty. 
but I think he, he's always got an excuse and that that's kind of what annoys me more is that, that he, he always has to put the blame somewhere else. I think, you know what, you triggered me with that interview because I kind of forgot about it. it. You know what the worst bit was? Was I kind of don't mind if he wanted to hide behind the penalty. I agree with what you said. In my opinion, either they were both penalties or neither were penalties because yeah, the ball wasn't near the person who was um, yeah. getting fouled. It Do wasn't you know a goal-scoring opportunity. Like, neither yeah. of them were. So, so that, they're either both or they're not. They, to me, the, the scenarios were very similar. The thing that pissed me off about the interview was the fact he said, I'm not going to hide behind the penalty, but the penalty yeah, did change the course of the game and then went on to talk about how he felt the penalty. We were 2-1 down. We weren't looking a massive threat at the time. And it's just like, and as, as it was said in the comments, the softballs um, that get chucked to him, by Colin, are just embarrassing, man. It's just like, can someone else? No, I love Colin. He's a great commentator, but why does he have to do the interviews afterwards, man? They're so yeah. softball in what's being asked, and what I want to know as a fan about what's being, you know, I want those right questions to be asked to the manager. Exactly. And Double O is saying here, it's just excuses to save his jobs. It's a diversion tactic. Dino, we've seen it a lot this season that referees are high on the agenda. And again, it's something else he said. He goes, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm one of those ones that are trying to be supportive and things. Well, you're probably up there with Arteta, maybe not to the extreme of Arteta, of the one who has been complaining the most about the refs on loads of decisions. Mm. It's, it's getting a little frustrating for me. Yeah, I've, I've I've mentioned the word Teflon before, haven't I? Um, mm -hmm. About him, and and I don't know. I just I just think as a as a manager, in any walk of life, you've got to take responsibility. That's what you get paid for. You know, you've got to take ultimate responsibility. If your players are crap, you get rid of them, or you know, bring somebody else into the squad. You know, if you're not doing well in the first half, you give them a rollicking at half time. Like Ant said, you know, they went down low blocked after the. Uh, we scored the first goal and he, he should be screaming to get him back up the pitch, but he, he's not, I don't know. You see him frustrated sometimes on the touchline going, oh, fucking hell and things like that, but never really anything for me that's That's because somebody's ran on the pitch with a mirror and he's thinking, you know, what an absolute idiot, but he's just looking at himself. But I, I'll go James, back to what I was saying, you know, the, the players have got to take some responsibility. They're professional footballers, you know, a lot of them had bad games yesterday. Yeah, and what was it's your take on down the penalties? What was your take on the penalties? Uh, I don't think either of them were penalties. Yeah, I agree. So it it, it balances out. And they were almost identical. I said to you, sorry, they were almost identical. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think either of mm. them were penalties. And I said to you last night, uh, Wolfie, that it's a real sign of a manager under pressure when he starts blaming refereeing decisions, especially when that refereeing decision was balanced out anyway. So, yeah. I mean, he never used to, did he? I think he's feeling the pressure. And you can understand why he's feeling the pressure, to be honest. Mm. Chad, did you think it was penalties or not? Just get your thoughts in on this. For, for, for me, it's feeling the pressure, but the pressure is brought on by his own decisions. Making, making the presumption that the players following the tactics of the game, we should have, you know... I don't know what the saying is, but we should have put the we put the game to bed once we're one 0 up. Just keep attacking, try and get a few more goals clear before we sit back and, and try and defend. 
Uh, I love the chat. I love Mark. I love Mark. Um, Another two pounds from Sharky. Absolute legend. Thank you so much. Time for team to man up and save me from sadness. It is depressing. You, you know, boys, what I'm sick of right now is like feeling really high after the Villa game, then getting annoyed after the um, what was next? West Ham, and then and it's like it's the hope. I did say to you guys, Forest will do a Forest on this one. I did feel it. I did feel it coming. Well, I'm just getting frustrated, and it's like, where do we go now? Is this going to well, be the rest of our season? Well, where we go now is we've got, I think it's seven games, correct me if I'm wrong, chat, seven games up to the end of the year. Mm. So that's before we can dip into the transfer window. So we we have to do something. And as the management manager, he has to dig deep and find a solution. Because seven games, the way we're going at the minute, one win out of nine, if we carry on the same, we're going to be right on the edge of relegation zone again i'm afraid but dino needs to find something as i kind of hinted at earlier let's say yesterday we had taiwo I'm, I'm not sure we would have won that game because we were we were sat back even if we had a, a striker at the top of the pitch who, who can score goals we weren't we weren't playing that type of football after we went one nil up mm. i think we'd have done better to be honest they, uh, you listen, at the end of the, the day, Dunk, being sent off like that was ridiculous for the, their captain. Yeah, that really brought us, that was the only thing that brought us back in the game because they, even at 2-1, they started to just pass around us, didn't they? Do you know, do you know what he called him? He called him a bold prick. <laughs> huh? He called yeah. him a bold prick, apparently. Yeah, but you shouldn't be sent off for telling the truth. <laughs> we called Dino it all the time. <laughs> Um, okay, I just want to. I want to move on to a positive, and <laughs> I know there was few and far. Good night. <laughs> yeah, but was, um, how excited were you? How excited were you guys about tough low on corners? Because I was ecstatic. Much better. Did you know what really annoyed me at the end when we had? I mean, it probably wouldn't have come of anything, but. Uh, Callum Hudson Adoy, we had one chance right at the end. There was about 10 seconds left. And he just kicked it straight into the first man and, and the whistle went. It's like it's such a such a waste, but it is what it is. Set pieces. Let's be a positive. Cheer up, boys. Cheer up. We've got, <laughs> we've got nobody to finish him off, man. We've got 50p ed. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Chris Ward who does dummy jumps for the person behind him. Listen, what about Deserve? Are we not going to discuss Deserve running up and down like he'd won the World Cup? I was literally going to come on to that. <laughs> did, what, what did you think about their celebrations? Really? You no, know, at the game. At the game, it looked really... We, we, were, we were thinking, what's gone off? What's gone off? <laughs> Why? Because all the subs ran on, all the management team ran on, they all yeah. ran... We were going, what's gone off? You know, have they won something? <laughs> Listen, I never... I never... I'm not celebration, please. People can do what they like. They could toss themselves off from the top of the tent and stand if they want, as long as I'm not walking past, obviously. Let people celebrate how they want to celebrate. But it was strange. It did look particularly yeah. strange yesterday. It was a bit over the top, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit yeah. like, I think it was a bit of 50-50. I think it was the relief of winning because they were in bad form. But I also think because Real Madrid are now touting Deserbi as their next manager, I think it was probably more relief for him that he didn't have another L or a, another, mm. you know, bad result. So I mean, for me, it was it did make it did make me laugh after it did. That, that's, it the type, that's the type of run you do when when you hear that uh, 
Wood's going to retire. Apart from that, <laughs> I don't really think there's a for it. He's got his claws into Wood. I, look, we've got a shout-out to Martin. We've got the actual celebrations on the TikTok channel provided by the beautiful Martin. So if you want to check them out, yeah, we've got like a long footage of it. It is quite funny. Um, just do exclamation mark TikTok in the chat. Make sure you're following us on TikTok as well. I, I'll say this, yeah. Who are we to police how they should celebrate? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what you think, Lemmy, because I've seen us celebrate the nil-nil at Brighton like we'd won the league last year. Yeah, We started celebrating Crystal Palace in the, in the final game last season before the board had even been kicked off. Yeah. So who are we to tell Brighton after a six-game non non-winning streak how and how not they should celebrate? Newcastle did it last year um, mm-hmm. at the City Ground when they won in the last minute. I don't think they felt that they'd won the Champions League. But d- d- what was your thoughts on it? Let me. Alanga stripped his shirt off the other week. Yeah, and then we let it go in fifty seconds later. So same thing. It didn't bother me at all. Sorry, sorry, we can go even more recent than that. We can go two weeks ago, or not even that one week ago. The last time that I was on this channel, and I remember a question that was asked of me asking, What did I think of Alanga's celebration of scoring a two, taking his two one and taking his top off? And I said, It it seemed a bit weird at the time. And I remember Ant saying, I love the passion, I love the celebration, I want that from Forest players. But as soon as it's the other team doing it to Forest, oh. we're all about, oh, it's not quite not right. Me. Not, like not me, not me, Lemmy. I didn't say that. I said, let me That is exactly yeah, what I've got to said. respond to the you... fucking thing he's just said. You can respond after he's finished. You don't have to stop Why him. Why would you never come to me after? I remember, the, I remember the passionate speech that you said. I want all Forest players to be celebrating like that and running to the Forest fans in the away end and giving it something. We want to have it. And I was like, but it was in the 60th minute and we hadn't won the game, but we celebrated like we just scored a 90th minute, like equaliser or winner in a World Cup final or the Champions League final. So to then try and turn it on the other foot on Brighton, who have had a terrible run of form and they're running to their away end after actually winning the game, I don't think we can then try and start throwing stones when we're in our own glass houses. There's Go on, some great stuff on Twitter. Hold on, let no, I've already said it. I, I said with Brighton, let them celebrate how they like. I wasn't like saying Langer was okay, but they're not. I said, no, let them celebrate. No, I know, I know. I just wanted to give you the right of response. I'm dead. Just, I'm uh, I did say I did say to the guys with me as we're walking out, because they were getting a bit, what are they up to? I said, look, look upon it as a compliment. They've beaten mm. the mighty Nottingham Forest at the city ground. It's a big deal. Star, star. Exactly. I, I don't mind it. Uh, we, we we're, just, we're just not used to it because we, we we don't win any matches. <laughs> so down in and we used to be yeah, mighty. Who bought the Grim Reaper in tonight? <laughs> well, well, I'm going to be Grim Reaper number two because we we used to be mighty. We're not anymore. Oh, we're pretty well off. No, we we're not. are and will always be the United. No, mighty we're 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 a, we're a lower half Premier League side. We're no, not we're mighty. Not. We used to. No, be. you're wrong. You're wrong. We are the mighty Nottingham Forest. Don't ever pull your own club down. That's sacrilege. We I'm are the mighty Nottingham Forest. I'm just saying we it as it is, far, like we always we do are on this by channel. We are the best team this world has ever seen. We are <laughs> the greatest. There, we are the best club and we are the greatest club. And we have Maybe the, mo- in, and we have the best ground and the best supporters. We have the, we have the best supporters without a shadow of a doubt. 
but we're okay. a, we're a lower <laughs> Premier League team. No, we're not. No, we're not. We are potential <laughs> European champions. We should have been potential European champions. Might not be this season, might not be next season, but we are potential European champions. And you know, I know that, do you know? Because we've done it twice before. I know we have. While these guys weren't even born. So congratulations true. to Queen's Park Rangers. So what? You could quite easily well, what? get I was. this season. I was there. You, 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 you were just going on earlier about not living in the past with Cooper, about what he did in the championship. Just that's, saying. That's not the club. That's the manager. The club is different. <laughs> hey, that's from another bold swat. <laughs> I love the day from Paul right well, now. We should be sticking together that, here. That bold twat <laughs> Oh, oh, don't make me laugh. <laughs> All right. On that one positive that we found, we'll stick with Ant and we'll say with the greatest team in the world. We got like an hour and a half. That time yeah, has right. absolutely flown by. I don't feel we've done anything to help the mood of the fan base, but it is what it is. But yeah, I'm, hey. I'm What's the poll? Them to the What's the poll? Oh, the poll. So at the moment, it's quite interesting. Uh, 300 have voted... 37 a Cooper in, 34 a Cooper, 34% that is a Cooper out, and 29% are on the fence. It's a big come down from the 75% on the previous poll. Very, very interesting. interesting. Uh, But I think a lot of people are just voting with emotion right now. You know, once the dust has settled, if we beat Everton, then uh, we are exactly what Ant said. We are exactly what Ant said. So let's finish off there. Please hit the like button if you haven't already. Uh, Harvey was asking, is there a video out tomorrow? Yes, there is, but it might be an evening one because i got BS going on at work. Um, it will probably be the five things we learned, and then there'll be some transfer videos, the usual stuff throughout the week, and then, beat of the course, drop. build up. Be the, the drop tomorrow. Thank you. Be the drop tomorrow. we got Visa coming on, the Burnley fan. You guys loved him so much, and he enjoyed it so much. He's coming on. We will be taking the piss so hard out of Rich. If you need cheering up tomorrow night, 7 p.m., do not miss it because Crystal Palace lost to Luton, and it's going to be so much fun. Poor Rich. He's already accepted the invite, and he will be there. So we will promise we will cheer you guys up tomorrow by taking the piss out of the other fan bases. Thank you all so much for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Love you all. Come on, you Reds. Come on, you Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.